Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, uh, one of the coolest road trips that we have ever been on as a family was when we drove all the way to Colorado from North Carolina three years ago. It was a long, long drive, especially all the way across Kansas. But when, when you hit those Rocky Mountains, you forget about all those miles. We had an amazing time as a family there. You guys, maybe you're getting ready to take a big trip this summer with your family. I I hope you're planning something relaxing and refreshing for you. But can I just say this? The, The greatest journey that you may take this summer might not be a vacation. The greatest journey you might go on might just be when it comes to your faith. You ever thought about this? That God wants to take you places that you've never been. We can all take some great trips and see amazing things. Some, some of you guys take incredible trips all the time. I see your Instagram posts. Others of you don't so much, and that's okay too. In the Bible, there was a guy named Peter, and he hadn't seen a lot in his life other than the sandy shore of the local lake and the hull of an old wooden boat and the same guys every single day. But by the end of his life, he would say that he went on a more incredible journey than he could have ever imagined. It involves some pretty cool places, yeah, but more importantly, it involved people. It involves seeing lives change forever. It involves seeing God use him to raise a new community of people up who worship God and love one another with an otherworldly kind of love. And so that at the end, he was so full and complete and satisfied with his life, not because he'd gotten to visit Hawaii or to go above the Arctic Circle on a really cool trip, but, but because of what God had done through him. Jesus took him on a trip with his faith and it changed his life forever. So this series is called Road Trip and it is about how to let the rubber meet the road when it comes to your faith. So I wanna share a story from Peter's life with you today, not about how it ended, but, but about how it began. The the gospel writer Luke records the very first interaction between Peter, who was called Simon at the time, and Jesus. And Peter had no idea at the time that his faith was about to take an amazing road trip. So it says this, one day as Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and they were listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and he said, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. 
From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore. They left everything and they followed him. <laughs> Imagine being one of those fishermen. These guys would go out at night. They would fish all night long. They would come back in the morning. They would clean whatever they caught and they would try to, try to sell it. And then they would prep the nights uh, the, the nets for the next night, but, but they noticed this commotion off to the side, this crowd swarming around this, this guy. Um, I was once in Maine and I got to meet this captain of a lobster boat and he was this rough, tough guy with a gnarly beard, just like you would think. And I always think of him when I think of Peter and Peter was definitely rough around the edges, but we forget this sometimes. He was also pretty successful. He had launched a business. He had two boats. He had a couple of guys working for him and when I think of Simon, that's who I think of. Working his nets, he's cleaning his boat, he's running his, his business. He was probably tired, he was worn down, they had caught nothing that night, and he looks over and there's Jesus, this guy that he has heard about, stories of him healing people, and James and John are, are standing beside him, the brothers who worked with Peter, and I imagine them probably turning to each other and going like, hey, get a load of this guy over here, but, but on the inside, maybe hoping that what he'd heard about Jesus was really true. Listen, I know a lot of you are successful at life in your careers and your, your finances in school and a lot of places in life. Let me just point out what is happening here. Jesus is inviting you beyond your personal success. You, you work hard to be successful and that's a good thing. There is nothing wrong with that. Well, like there's nothing wrong with that if it's complementary to what God wants to do. If it pulls in the same direction as God's will for your life. It's, it's when we let our own personal success become the benchmark. It's, it's when we let our own personal successes become the driving focus in our lives that Jesus starts to have a problem with that. And it's not, it's not that he's against your own success. He's not. When we're fulfilled in what we're doing, he smiles on that. It's just that from the perspective of Jesus, if we are only satisfied with our own successes, we could actually be settling for less than the best in our lives. We don't know what Peter's own plans for his life were in the moment. I'm gonna guess that he probably had his eye on another boat or two to add to his fleet and a couple of other guys to add to his crew. Maybe his goal was to be like the go-to fishing business on the west coast of the Lake of Gennesaret. Maybe he had his business plan together, his marketing plan all ready to, uh, to unveil. He was gonna do billboards everywhere with his face on all of them. Maybe he was even planning for like a few restaurants, you know, like going with the whole full you know, lake to table concept. We don't know what Peter was thinking. What we do know is that for Jesus, Peter having his own success as his only goal wasn't enough. Jesus isn't satisfied with that. You may think, well, why? I mean, like Peter was gonna hopefully be successful. He was gonna provide for himself and his family and his crew. What's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that. So often it's not what you do, but it's how you do it. And, and Jesus knew that as long as Peter only focused on taking care of himself, if he didn't begin to think bigger, he would lose his chance to make his one life really count. And if you know the story of Peter at all, you know that his life counted. It became so much more than just about him and his own little kingdom. Jesus invi is inviting us, you and me, to think beyond our own personal success. So Jesus invites Peter to push his boat back out after a long night of fishing. And even though he was a rough, tough fisherman, Peter 
wasn't sure this Jesus guy had ever even like been in a boat. There was something about Jesus that made Peter agree. Jesus asked to push them just off the shore and all this toughness kind of melts and there's something different about this, this Jesus guy up close. And Peter's first experience with Jesus is sitting at his feet in, in his boat as Jesus teaches all these people. And then Jesus says, Simon, I want you to put out into deep water. I want you to let your nets down again. Now remember, he's already cleaned his nets. He's getting them ready for the next night. Also, he didn't catch anything the, the first time in the same spot just a little while ago. Great potential for doubt right here. Great potential for doubt. And he's trying to save himself the trouble, Peter is. And, and for us, it's truthfully easier to not take steps of faith. It's easier to stay in the same place, to fish in the same fishing holes, to do the same things than it is to change. But Jesus is asking Peter for something different. Maybe you feel that way right now too. Like, Jesus, I'm, I'm already doing everything I know how to, how to do. I'm already doing it, I, how I'm supposed to and where I'm supposed to, I think. I mean, I, I've got this. And perhaps behind that are some lingering doubts that you have. You haven't had your requests and prayers answered in a while. Your, your business is frustrating you and you feel exhausted. Maybe your marriage is in a, a place that you would just describe as just okay. You, you feel, if you were honest, like your faith is not really being challenged very much these days. So Simon tells him what Jesus already really knows. He says, we've been doing this for a long time before you got here when we haven't caught one thing. And we do that to God too. We say to him, God, I've been trying to do this a long time and nothing has changed. My husband, my wife is not going to change. My situation is not going to change. My job, my boss is not going to change. But then Simon says these five amazing words, five words that I would encourage you to introduce into your own vocabulary. He says, but because you say so. Peter does it anyway. He does what Jesus says anyway. After a night of no sleep and no fish and the understanding that he's going to have to clean his nets again, all for possibly nothing, he puts the boat out into the waters one more time. Jesus is inviting you to trust him with the outcomes, to trust him with the outcomes. You know, we spend so much of our lives trying to control outcomes, like so much of our lives. We spend so much of our mental space worrying about the result, the outcome. What's going to happen? Will I catch enough fish to make it worthwhile? Will that deal I'm working on come through? Will they like what I wrote? Will she say yes? Will he say no? Will they like me? Will this idea work? Are you more worried right now about the outcome than the process? I heard this, uh, this story from a guy named Brad Faxon, who was a golfer who uh, played on the PGA Tour. I heard him talking about putting, which for non-golfers, that's, that's what you do when you're on the green, right? You putt. So Faxon was one of the greatest putters ever at that skill at, at putting the ball, and he made a lot of them over his career. And he was talking about what it takes to make a great putter. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, you have to putt and let go of the results. You have to actually putt like you don't care if it goes in or not, because truthfully, you can hit the best shot on the best line with the best speed and everything else, and then something can knock the ball off of course, the tiniest piece of grass or a spike mark, something that is out of your control. And the best putters, he said, they putt like they aren't concerned with the results. There's a freedom in that attitude, in that approach. Jesus is saying, hey, Peter, I want you to trust me. I don't, I don't care as much about how many fish you catch. I want your faith to grow. 
You do what you know how to do. Push the boat out like I ask. Throw your line in like I ask. Let me take care of the rest, which is all we can really do, right? Our tendency is to tell Jesus, show me some results and I'll show you some obedience. I mean, it sounds kind of harsh, but for a lot of us, that's how we approach faith. But Jesus is more interested in obedience than results. He's inviting us to trust him with the outcomes in life. Peter puts his nets out, and Luke writes that when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come help them, and they came and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. This is incredible, and it's an incredible catch that is the visible reminder of a spiritual truth, and it's this, that Jesus is inviting you to surrender your small plans for his big ones. Does this mean that if you put your faith in Jesus and obey him, you're gonna win the lottery? Because it sounds kinda like Peter and his buddies won the fish lottery that day, no. And it's not even the point of the story. Peter trusted, he obeyed, and he left the results up to Jesus. And for Jesus, the catch wasn't even the point. The abundance, was, it was just something that he delighted in doing for Peter and his friends. But we're gonna see that it was for an even greater purpose. But in the fish, it's like he's saying to Peter, would you be willing to surrender your small plans for my bigger ones? Would you just trust me in this? Would you take a step of faith? It's been said that direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines destination. In the small step of faith, Peter actually was taking the first steps to pointing his life in a different direction. And that direction, the direction of faith and trust in Jesus, more than anything else would, de would like definitely determine his destination. Listen, you don't have to make big faith decisions right now. Make the small ones. Follow Jesus in the right now, in the small stuff things. Decide and see what he begins to do. And I promise you, he wants you to, like, you to surrender your small plans so he can create big ones in their place. And all it requires from you in the moment is to trust him in a way that says, God, I'm willing to trust you more than I trust my plans. And so Peter falls at Jesus' feet at that moment and he says exactly how he feels. He says, get away from me, Jesus. I don't deserve to be in your presence right now. Jesus doesn't fulfill that request. Instead, he says something really confusing and at the same time, extremely intriguing. He says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. They had to be thinking, excuse me, like what does that even mean? but they don't need to understand it right then. They didn't need to, to know what that meant right then. They, they couldn't have understood it right then. Peter just sensed something stir inside him when Jesus said that. Jesus was making a connection with Peter at a very, very deep level that, that Peter, you're made for this purpose and that's something that's bigger than you. This is something very much true of you and me too. Jesus is inviting you to have a bigger vision for what can happen in your life. He's working through and in your life right now, and that changes everything. Parenting your kids is one thing, right? But parenting your kids with Jesus in full focus changes things completely. Building your business, that's one thing. Building your business as a means to glorify God and to point people to him is a different thing altogether. Amassing wealth, it's one thing, but amassing resources to deploy them to build God's kingdom is an entirely different thing. Being married to one another, it's one thing. 
Having a marriage that allows space for Jesus in the middle to lead and to guide is an entirely different thing. Jesus is inviting you beyond your personal success. Jesus is inviting you to trust him with the outcomes. Jesus is inviting you to surrender your small plans for his big ones. Jesus is inviting you and me to have a bigger vision for what can happen with our lives. So let me ask you a couple of questions here. What's the status of your faith? What's the status of your faith? Are you still on the shore? Have you pushed the boat off, but you're close to the edge still? Or are you throwing your nets off the edge of the boat? Let me ask this, are you ready to take the next step? Uh, from the shoreline to pushing off of the edge, which, which that just could, could mean really trusting Jesus for the first time in your life. Or from the shallow water to the deeper water, maybe that's your step, which could look like reorienting some priorities in your life. Or maybe it's from deeper water to casting your nets out. And maybe that's actively stepping out with a faith decision, whether that's in a relationship or in a career decision or in a ministry decision. And then this last question, will you share that with him? He just wants to hear that you're willing. Would you take a few minutes to him? And would you say to him, Lord, because you say so, I'll do it. Because you say so, I will do it. Would you just say that to him today? And maybe that on this road trip that we're gonna take together, that's our first step. Because you say so, Lord, I'll do it. Let's pray. God, I just wanna voice that as a prayer for all of us who are listening today who are ready to take a step. Would you just show us the next step to take and that we could say, because you say so, God, I'll do it. And there are so many things in our lives right now that we already know to do. There's so many people in our lives right now that we already know that we need to, to love well and to serve well. There's so many places in our church right now that we can step in and use our gifts that we already know about. There's so much community and connection that is available to us that we can simply step into. God, would you just give us a heart and a passion and, and, and the ability to say, God, because you say so, I don't know if I understand it yet, but I'm gonna do it. Give us the courage and the ability to take those steps today. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we wanna encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.